and sadness make rappers in minutes. Carrying that motherfucker? Is this loud enough? I'm cool on that. Yeah, it'll be heavy. Say something. You gotta get closer. Hello, hello. Yo. Yo, yo. Yeah, it's good. Alright. Are they both gone? What episode is this? Are we not doing that We're anymore? We're not doing that episode. We're not saying that. All right. Uh, Cooped Up Podcast. We got, is it Kristen? Uh, Kristen? All right. Nice to meet Say you, Say your full name. Kristen Zancanelli. Zancanelli. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that last name, is that Italian? Yeah, I'm Italian as fuck. Okay. <laughs> so where's kind of like your family background? Um, so I'm Italian and Japanese. Um, I'm a quarter Japanese. My mom's Asian and my dad is probably in the mafia. You're probably. Why probably? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's not. He's just a hard-ass Italian dude. Oh, really? Mm. So how does that, how do the two cultures kind of influence you? Um, I have a really dynamic background considering, because Italians are super passionate yeah. and, you know, aggressive in the way they talk. Mm -hmm. They're very loud and expressive and loving, and whereas I feel like those qualities are uh, definitely displayed differently in Asian heritage. Um, you know, I think respect is shown a lot differently and uh, love is definitely like Italians are super touchy, you know what I mean? And yeah. Asian is not that way, you know what I mean? That must be different. Yeah. Is your mom like full Asian or? My mom's half. Half Asian, okay. Were you yeah. like, I know like Asians like in school, like they, their parents are like really about school and everything. Was it like that for you? For sure. Yeah. In if a non-stereotypical way. <laughs> yeah, no stereotypes no, like up in here. Like, I'm not trying to be like that. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I uh, If I got below a 3.0, I was going to be pulled out of school. So there was no option about that. Really? Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that for me, though. Yeah. Non-3.0. So is there, like, an influence in what you do right now? Well, what would, what would your title be right now? What would you call yourself? Um... I'm just a creator, a man, in any aspect that I can be. Um, I mean, I started off, the way I started shooting was because I started a fashion blog, and it was like a little girly uh -huh. for me, so I stopped blogging. But I mean, I started off just kind of beefing up my friends' Instagrams. I really liked shooting, and then that kind of uh led me to once i moved to la i just i started getting in styling and direction and then um kind of being involved with, with clothing lines and just honestly any chance i get to create or be a part of something creative i do it what are the, some, of, some of the clothing lines you've worked with uh the main clothing line i work with is leah kirsch she's out of new york she's awesome one of like my favorite people to work with hands down um, she's super hands-on as a creative director, which I like to work with people who are like that because then it's really a collaboration and we're just bouncing ideas off of each other. It's no longer you hiring me and me coming up with, you know, and trying to read your mind. It's really collaborative. So, um, so you're more of a creative director. That's, well, that's of, like where I, like, I don't necessarily want to be on the camera for the rest of, yeah, I don't want to be in any category. Exactly. I don't want to be limited. Um, and I, but I do think that as a creative director, you have to, know, you have, to have played all the parts to be a, a, a great creative director. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you can tell a shooter what they need to do if you've never shot yourself. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what was the brand you said you were? Leah Kirsch. Okay, so how'd that come about? How'd you start? 
Actually, Sky linked me with Leah when I was in New York. I got a gig um, to creative direct a video for Starter. I don't know if you guys remember them. They're kind of like an old school, uh, old school brand, kind of like Champion Fila. Yeah, yeah, They're like sort of making their comeback. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So I got I, I work with an artist out in New York. Her name's Ricky uh, Ricky Woodland. She's dope R and B singer. Um, and she was kind of doing some brand ambassador stuff for them. I went to a meeting with her to pick up some clothes and then just kind of started shooting the shit with the creative directors of Starter. And then they hired me to do some like social media videos for her. How did that so feel for you? That was, a, that was a dope moment. I called him really? freaking out like, <laughs> yo, I just got the biggest break. This is so cool. Like, um, and he was, he was just, yo, I have a homie named Leah who lives in New York. She does some awesome uh, custom work. She chalks up AF1s and stuff. Maybe she can throw a pair of her shoes on Ricky in your video. So then we met up with Leah at her That's showroom. Cool. And uh, Leah and I have just continued working since, and she's become a really close friend of mine. So when you were like a kid, what did you want to be? What did you want to do? <sighs> I wanted to be a fashion designer yeah. when I was a little kid. So it was always somewhere surrounding art. Yeah, for sure. My mom is super creative. My mom makes jewelry. Um, and before that, she was an interior designer. So I always kind of had those influences. I also, where I lived in Colorado, I grew up in like a really small town in Colorado called Grand Junction. And um, it was required in my schools to play in the band like from first grade on. So I was always, I played random ass instruments. Like I played the trombone. I played oh, the man. flute, the clarinet, <laughs> the saxophone, the piano. Like, I used to really like music. I stopped though because I was I was a gymnast for ten years, um, so that kind of took away. Which instrument really stuck with you? Like, were you actually like super good at? And was your favorite? Um, I loved playing the saxophone. I also love when anybody else plays the saxophone. I think it's a sexy instrument. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty like, cool. There's like so much information to go into. I'm trying to take it all in. And uh -huh. <laughs> Figure out which point to start at, because you literally gave us so much information. Yeah, um, so I don't, I don't play instruments any longer. I wish I was still into music. It's kind of one of those things. I'm at a point in my life right now where you have to pick and choose what you're going to put your energy into, though. You, like you can't sure. do like as much as I would like to do everything that I want to. I would really like to excel at a few. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to have half projects everywhere. Yeah. So, um, in another life, I think I'll be a DJ or some shit, really? producer, yeah. <laughs> or in a past life. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of. Do you believe in like next lives and um, past lives? Yeah, kind of, because honestly, I'm such an old soul for mm -hmm. being 25. And um, I just feel like there's not really an explanation, like, other than that my dad did his job, you know? Like, my dad was super involved. Um, with me and uh, kind of the development of my morale but uh, I don't know man like I was able to like pick up sports that I had never like after gymnastics I quit gymnastics and I started like I made a competitive basketball team and I had never played basketball before really? like and I didn't even know anything really about basketball so there was always like these little things where I was able to pick it up and do it like decently well and I had never done it before and so I was just, you know, maybe yeah. maybe in a past life I was a basketball player. Yeah. Let's kind of go in, like, the setup of your upbringing. So you said Colorado. I know you have 
gymnastics, 10 years, basketball, Colorado. But can you kind of like go in, let's okay. go in a chronological Yeah, 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 I'll order. give you. Um, so we can. So I was born in Santa Clara, California. Both my parents are from Northern California. I lived there for like a year. Really? I was like 10, yeah. Oh, random. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so I was only there till I was three. Uh -huh. And then I moved to Denver, Colorado. I was in Denver for a couple years. We moved for my dad's work. Um, and then we moved to Grand Junction and I was in Grand Junction until eighth grade. And then I moved to Kansas City and basically did high school and college in Missouri. Okay. What well, high school did you go to? I went to Aquinas. Okay. Out in, like, kind of towards Olathe. Yeah. It's, like, right by Johnson County Community College. Yeah. Okay. And then what did you do for college? I went to University of Missouri, um, and I went to school for journalism. Journalism. So I was, oh. I was in advertising. That's kind of, like, what I was doing. I yeah. did, like, more of the video side. I was doing, like, broadcasting, stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I never really had a desire for broadcasting just because I... I didn't really like being on the other side of the lens, and I still don't really like being on the other side of the lens, even though I, I still do model in L.A., but mainly it's now to, like, either help out people's brands or yeah. my own brand or, you know what I'm saying? It's not, uh, that's not m my, my field necessarily, um, but, yeah, so I, I was doing creative design. So I always liked like kind of, you know, uh, drawing and helping like coming up with like brand concepts and ideas and how to push them. Um, and I'll tell you like how I moved to LA, I guess. So uh, my senior year of college, I interned in New York for a company called United Entertainment Group. And I was doing creative, I was working under the creative designer there. and messed it up for like I didn't mess it up but like I didn't pursue going back to New York after college because I like came back to do my fifth semester and I was in a relationship and that became more important to me and uh, obviously when that didn't work out um, I really I took like 10 months in Kansas City to just kind of get back to me and who I was and I was just like fuck it I'm moving to LA and I don't know a single person out there like I'm gonna dedicate the next few years of my life to me and really figuring out like how far I can push myself and what I'm doing like like I wanted to create things that could not be taken from me you know because and I think that that's true for anyone I have a lot of girls come to me for like relationship advice and I try to like help people before because I'm lucky I learned my lesson at 25 yeah. You know, like you really have to set up your own future. And I think that a lot of women, especially in Kansas City, feel um, a desire and a need to like have that provided maybe by, by uh, or there's just like people get married younger here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, like I've I feel like that's that. such yeah. a thing I, here is yeah, like for people I, to, yeah. yeah and, I, and I don't even know if like it's kind of just, you know, our parents even see it that way here or, you know, whatever. So for me, it's just... Uh, that's not the most important thing to me you know i have i want to see what what i can do with myself and uh yeah so relationships are on the back burner for this that's thing. really weird to me because like people from my high school are getting married and i'm like we're 22 that's just crazy to me right like, you have so much of your life or like maybe 30 for me but that's that's still kind of close yeah like, like i just i don't now. think they're you know and i, I don't get me wrong, I think that there's a lot of like beauty and love and I, I, I have nothing against love and if something developed for me, I would take advantage of it. However, like I would have to be something with a lot of freedom. I travel a lot, 
Like I'm always um, like anything work-wise that will come my way, like I will take advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's why with relationships now it'd have to be something with like a lot of flexibility, you know, or someone equally as someone who's I guess desiring the same things. Yeah. You know. 100%. So in college, did you feel kind of conflicted because? You're more of an artistic person, but you're in a, a strict uh, area like college. Yeah. Did you have confliction in finishing college and kind of, or was there any confliction in that at all? No, because I didn't, I didn't know at the time. Uh, I didn't know at the time, like where, what I wanted to do even really. Mm-hmm. Like advertising was just like kind of the segue into dipping my toes into being creative. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I think once I got to New York, I knew that I wanted to be in a big city. And I knew that I wanted to um, work with brands. I guess what I didn't realize was that I was going to end up freelancing to do that. You know, so I, before when I was first moving to LA, I was interviewing with a company called Ipsy to do like their social media. And I always felt kind of bored, like doing advertising. I don't know why, like just doing yeah. social for somebody or just doing, like you had to be either a creative designer, you had to be a social media, you had to be media buyer and planner, like, you know what I mean? So it was never, uh, I never you couldn't just like bounce in between and just really collaborate like that. And so then anyways, I ended up not getting the job. I had been interviewing with them for over a month. And so I was like really upset that I didn't get the job, right? But I just was, <laughs> I mean, I had 10 grand saved that I had been saving for a minute. And I was just like, fuck it, I'm moving to LA. Yeah. I, I don't care. Like, I'll bartend when I first get out there and just, and then get a job at an agency or whatever. And. Was that rough? Um, yeah, like, because, I mean, there's a huge difference between moving somewhere where, you know, one person or two people and you can kind of, you know, create your friend group in that way it's completely different when you don't know anybody and so the way you're meeting people is either through work or in passing or you know what I'm saying so um I roomed like basically kind of random with a girl who had also been from Kansas City who I had met like one time through a mutual friend and you know I didn't really know anything about her and uh so whatever we just we ended up living together I randomly got put on to these like kind of high profile uh, private events like bartending and serving them and from the girl that I randomly roomed with yeah Yeah. so I didn't I didn't know what she was doing in LA or like how she was making her money I just knew that I was the one that had the credit to get us the apartment Mm -hmm. and so yeah so basically I started working these events started making like really good money and it allowed me to freelance. I started, I bought, I upgraded, bought a nicer camera. I started just putting my money back into myself because I knew I liked shooting and then I knew that I liked styling and directing. So then, and, and the way I got put on those jobs was just by meeting people. I met my neighbors. Like people always make fun of me because I'm the elevator friend. Like if I'm in an elevator with you, like I'll literally be like, "Hey, I'm Kristen. How you how you doing? Yeah, like, like you have an how's elevator your day speech. going? Are you that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have like your little thing you say, you know. So I mean, I'm super friendly. It's never been hard for me to make friends or meet people, and like I'm a very inclusive person. Um, so I just started meeting my neighbors. That was how I got put onto a styling job with Ricky, and that's how I started wor- working with her as like one of the main artists. And that girl's become like my sister, honestly. And uh, 
same thing with like I mean even like social I'm not a huge fan of social media honestly like some people are really good at taking advantage of the networking that you can you can create through social yeah. and um, like I feel like I I do like beef people like if I see people's work that I, I fuck with I'm, I'll let them know you know and stuff but I definitely like could be taking more advantage as far as a social thing but like an example of an artist that I do work with that I met over like Instagram his name's 12am this guy sounds like the weekend is yeah. so talented yeah he's out of Canada um, and I mean white white dude has a voice yeah. <laughs> for sure <Thank> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> was Ricky the one that you said you moved out there with to uh, LA? no 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 oh. I moved out there she, she was not in the creative field oh, the girl okay, that I was you. living with yeah. yeah she was just working those events I think social media has pros but it has a lot of cons too there's so much with social media that has bettered kind of the world of like advertising of branding yourself but at the same time it kind of destroyed people's lives because it, it's kind of like a barrier yeah because personal communication isn't as strong as it was before. yeah not at all it's nope crazy. it's sad you it know sad. because i feel like so many people are comfortable saying something over text or um through a dm that they would never be able to approach that person yeah. in person mm -hmm. like if there's somebody so i want to meet so i will go up to you and say like hey i'm kristen yeah. i'd like to introduce myself you know or whatever but there's so many people that would never feel comfortable doing that yeah. but then i'll hit you a dm the next day like yeah, exactly. what's up saw you last night That's like, so like, why didn't you say anything <laughs> yeah like i'm like well you could have came up and talked to me you know especially <laughs> since we started this podcast it's more like i'll go in public and then like i'll i don't want to be too specific so I'll, I'll like i'll see somebody i'll just say somebody and then they'll be like what's up i saw the podcast and then they'll just like walk away yeah like i'm like you they can't talk? even yeah you, you can't like even hold the conversation do, do you want to talk about it yourself like, or just like it was like that you had to initiate the conversation about it yeah and then they t and then you start talking about I just, it yeah I just it's like if you didn't say anything they wouldn't have come up to you yeah it must be weird well, do you have that happen to you at all oh yeah <laughs> and honestly social media like my phone gives me anxiety honestly like i'm i'm it's definitely, I'm super responsive by email because I know that that's what I have to be on top of for my shit. Mm -hmm. But the texting and like DMs on Instagram, I'm really, really, I needed, I'm gonna try to be better, but I don't like to be in my phone like that. I'm such a caller. Like I face, I FaceTimed yeah. you guys earlier, just yeah, like, he even I said that. Like, yeah. I was like, why is she calling? Yo, <laughs> like people, and people be saying that. Like I'll call people, yeah. when I have a question, I, I call you yeah. because I can either get my answer in two seconds or I can go back and forth with you over a fucking hour yeah, waiting for you yeah. to respond and you waiting for me to respond and there then the go. answer never that's comes. What, that's what, yeah, he does that. Yeah, too, and so. you know what? People who are close to me, like honestly know that about me. Like yeah. if you're a dude and you talk to me, like you'll know, you don't even take it personally when I don't respond because like if you, but if you call I'll answer yeah, I like, when, you when you call somebody and then they they're like they text you like right after the call and they're like what'd you need I'm like bro that's what I mean I, that's <laughs> yeah, I called you like, it's, either, it's either I can get my point across right now over the phone no or I'm I like you better be in a movie theater if you answer my call <laughs> yeah. if you don't answer yeah. my call and then you text me after saying what did you need shout out Peyton that's him oh that's yeah so <laughs> <laughs> I do that too but it's when I'm I'm like usually busy with something. So yeah, you gotta like, be in the middle of something. But so you said you like to be on one side of the camera. Like you said that's the photographer side. Is that what you're Yeah, or just anything behind the scenes, you know what I'm saying? Why? Um 
even you know I mainly like being the visionary and just kind of bringing this shit together and watching it unfold and mm -hmm. come to life um, I mean I started off modeling in LA when I first got out there because I started getting gigs and um, you know I wanted to meet people I wanted to network but I'll tell you look what I did with it was every photographer that I modeled for I let them know that I was a photographer and that I wanted to work under them and not once did anybody yeah. say no to me that's crazy. You know, and that it, it was either you take that initiative or you go DM them on Instagram and never get an answer or you go and email them and never get a response. You know, so when you have an opportunity to be in person with people you admire, like we were just talking about, take advantage of the conversation. If you saw the podcast and you thought it was cool, start a conversation about it. Ask more about it. Can you be a part of it? What, where are you taking it? You know, mm -hmm. but again, like I think that I think it's an ego thing. Well, that's people, people are high in the ego nowadays, and they can't. It's hard for them to compliment someone for their achievements or compliment someone yeah. else, and then be afraid that they won't like take it in in some way. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's no, I agree with that. I'm such a team you person. Yeah. Like any of, if you're friends with me, I'm always like bowing down to you. You know what I mean? Like I want like us all to win. You know, yeah. so. When people don't have the mentality, I feel like it really kind of like hinders who you grow with. Like I want to grow. I want everyone to grow. I want everyone to evolve. I want us all to keep, you know, scaling up in our life. Um, I mean, I think that a lot of people get complacent too with what they're doing. I agree. And just coast, mm -hmm. stay in the Midwest. Yeah, let's not right. see what else is yeah. in the world. Yeah. You know, and that's that's something I think that's become a huge, uh, a huge part of photography for me is the places that it's taken me yeah you know and the places that i want to go to just to shoot not even if even if I, it wasn't paid like i want to capture all the content you know and remember it sometimes i think i have like kind of a poor memory and mm -hmm. um, i don't know if it's from weed i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know man but but i really like it's helped a lot for me to like journal and to look back at you know my photos and my videos and like yeah things that I captured from certain moments like I was just shooting in Tulum for seven days and the footage that I have from the shoot like it makes me smile so big when I'm looking at it and you know how excited you get to cut it and share it with the world and yeah. you know what I mean so I truly love creating and that's that's kind of what was like segueing into you know what he's going to be doing I mean basically I'm, I might uh, like he's going to be spending like a year and a half to two years however long they end up going out there in Southeast Asia and um, I probably am gonna like try to dip LA for a little and go out there. LA is like, like a, a little much sometimes for me personally living there like and I since I travel so much I don't have to be there too often but and don't get me wrong I love LA like the scenery is unreal I get the it ocean is. I get the mountains I get to, you know what I mean it's 75 and sunny year-round mm -hmm. um, but I do like to like get out of LA just because the scene can be a little interesting. Let's talk about um, your experiences with like traveling. So I think I followed you for about I'd say around four years. Yeah, I'd yeah, say. we've had like one so, of those. So I've seen like the beginning when you were in Kansas City. Yeah. To like now. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, when I look at the, your story, sometimes I'm just like. What did she do in between the time where she was in Kansas City to get to this point? Yeah. So, yeah, I see you traveling all these different places, and I'm just, it's just amazing to me, like, that you're, 
even doing this. So what do, what do you think about your own personal growth from the past few years? <laughs> I feel so weird talking about myself. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm really proud of myself. Uh-huh. Like, to be honest, because I was in a pretty dark place when I was in Kansas City for the 10 months that I was here after school. Um, I mean, I was heartbroken and I felt like I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. I was kind of just like lazy or partying or I didn't really, yeah, like I feel like I was going out a lot. Now, like I hate going out. I I go out when I come back to Kansas City because I have people I want to see and like show face to and you know, whatever. But in LA, I don't really ever be stepping out in LA. I'll go out in cities I, I visit, you know, to mm-hmm. see what's up with the city. Yeah. But where I live, like, that's not even a part of my life anymore. And I feel like in college and af- that year after college, it was a big part of my life. Um, and I just, you know, I have a much clearer head on what I'm doing and where I want to go. And uh, this is honestly just, like, the beginning of me. Like, I, f- I feel like I haven't achieved anything. Really? So maybe I shouldn't even say I'm proud of myself because I don't think I've achieved anything yet. For you could be proud of yourself and so yeah, like, I could do better. <laughs> you know, so, um, but you know what's really, really cool is honestly the best part of like what's changed in those four years are really like the relationships that I've made. And, you know, I, I have so many creative people that surround me now. Yeah. And I felt like I was really lacking that four years ago. I felt like I, you know, was searching for that in my friendships and it like kind of like um, hindered me that I wasn't surrounding myself with people who were also into those same things as me. They were into partying, they were into, you know, going out. And uh, that, that's been like a huge part that's changed. Now it's like, if I wanna be around people that, you know, I got, there's da 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 over there, she's doing music. We have a writer right here. We have a photographer editing. We have a videographer planning his like next shoot. You know what I mean? So now I have those circles. Um, in New York, I have an amazing girl gang in New York. Like these girls, are, it's a bunch of women that are super, super talented and they're all just really kind of going after their dreams and it's insanely motivating when you're around a crew like that, you know? This is crazy. This is like, this is like personally like what I think about all the time, but I'm still in school, so I'm kind of stuck here for right now. But I think about this type of st- stuff all the time, just like the the importance of like going out, not going out like partying, but going out, seeing other things, seeing new things. Mm-hmm. I had kind of had a question for you, but you're off camera and off mic. <laughs> but like, you wanna get in here? so what would be like a way? T- so what is the way that you're funding? the next or do you know I'll, I'll ask you but like if, how if you are you how are you funding how this are you gonna trip? fund the next two years okay yeah like that's a good question but I mean basically what's the company called the so what the one company is called work away yeah okay. you could just put it on him yeah. oh it's work away and then like so what it what kind of is involved with this so just to break it down like the biggest thing is you'll always figure a way, right? A lot of people, when they, they want to go and do something, uh-huh. they're like, money. Everybody thinks money first. The first thing you have to do is take money out of it and ask yourself, what do you want to do? And then, like, the realest shit, shit that ever, my mom told me, shut up. She said, you want to go and travel and create? I was like, yeah. And I said, but I got to figure out. She goes, that's it. That's all you need to worry about. Go and do that. Find a plan. And so, like, yeah, since, you know, I left made six months ago, probably a little bit longer than that. And since then I had to 
really changed my life. I had to stop going out as much. I had to change, like, even when I have lunch, you know, and stuff like that. And really just start looking at what I wanted for the trip and start doing that. And then we found a company called Workaway where maximum you work 25 hours a week. And in return for that, you get your food and your stay. And so, like, you can host. Amazing. Like, we found a... We found a dude that has a 44-foot yacht and he just needs deckhands. Like, oh, that's dope. We find a, a host that, like, we found one in Bangkok that it's all for creatives. So, like, mm-hmm. anybody that does photo, they make clothes, like, they have screen printers at the fucking hostel, shit like that. So, bro, this is crazy. Yes. It's really about, like, your mental about it. Yeah. Because for me, bro, like, even after I left Made, which, those are my brothers, I love them to death, yeah. you know, but, like, I just had to go and do my own thing. I wasn't happy anymore with what I was doing, like, and... I want to go travel. Like anybody in May, you can ask them. They all know all I want to do is travel. So I just, my mom straight looked at me in my eyes and was like, because I got a, a job opportunity in the cannabis industry after that. And I had to tell my, one of my best friends, like, yo, bro, I can't do this anymore. Like, I want to go travel. Like, I yeah. love you to death. Money's cool. I appreciate that. But like, for me, it's about just creating, seeing the world. And, and so what do you do? Do you do photography? Yeah, I'm like her. Like, just... Any way, any way creative that I can be, okay. then that's what I'm trying to do because like, we have two brands that we're dropping, a podcast, YouTube, uh, one of the guys that's going with us is a writer, so we'll also have like a blog as well with it. We just have so many different things that we have been working on, but we haven't. It all, it's, all, it's all in one. It's all it's one all brand. One. It's, it's, a, it's your yeah, brand. It's all, yeah. And at the end yeah. of the day, it's like, for me... It's super dope because, like, let's say she comes and visits, and then let's say y'all want to come and visit in, like, the Philippines, and we pop up and have a podcast in the Philippines and just talk about, like, yo, how was your trip here? You know, like, did you think that us meeting a couple months ago would y'all end up being in the Philippines six months later? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the power of, like, creativity and being it. Like, that's how we met. Like, I met her randomly, and since then, like, she's introduced me to people, and I've been to It's just... The creative shit, like, it just doesn't end. I think that just goes back to, like, kind of what I was saying about, you know, surrounding yourself with a group of people that, yeah. you know, you feel inspired by and to work harder, create more, or get into, you know, get out of your comfort zone, try new things, go to new countries. Like, you know, him being out there, I'm like, dude, when am I going to get another chance to link up with some homies and all, like, we've it would be two videographers, a photographer, a writer, in yeah. Southeast Asia yeah. and y- you know what I'm saying and people I feel comfortable with and that I like working with so um, I'm trying to figure out the logistics right now this is like, <laughs> about this someone is like to a, take over my lease. this is like a truly inspirational conversation for me because this is like how my, my mindset is but You're the fact school. of the matter <laughs> that like it's so it's the norm to go to school to be stuck at the same job for the rest of your life. Yeah. And but I mean some people may like that. But like I'm not going to lie though if the, you get out of the Midwest, like that that kind of that thought like you it just grows, said cuz I went to LA is, and I was like, wow. Yeah, like really not that many people in LA think that way. Like there's so many people doing kind of a against the norm of what you're supposed to do with how you're like, right? Cause everybody thinks you go to school, you get married, you have kids, yeah. you get your job, you're nine to five for however long, blah, 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 blah. You grow within that. In LA, like I cannot even explain to you how many people I like, we create our own schedule. <laughs> 
and it just but it really depends are you are you the kind of person that you want to work for somebody mm-hmm. or you want to work for yourself that's right so that is like i think the major difference between like who chooses to live that lifestyle and who doesn't it's not a comfortable lifestyle all the time like i constantly like uh, financial pressures are constantly an issue like for me like freelancing yeah that's one of the know? downfalls of that instead of like a nine to five yeah but it but motivates you're doing what you, you want yeah it motivates you to work harder you just have to have the self-control to work yeah you know and to create your day and because nobody's going to be making you doing do it so like there's like some beauty in like having the freedom to do whatever you want to do but also having the self-control to achieve it you know so that's like where it really takes you being like your own business leader and uh i mean like you have to make yourself work pretty much you could either work as hard as you want or not yeah in a way it's kind of like this type of experience i just forgot what i was going to say but i'm just going to go for some (laughs) like it's it's i think it's crazy that we're wasting so many years of our lives trying to i'm saying for people in college like trying to do the same thing for the rest of their life just the same nine to five or whatever whatever hours you're even if you're going to be like a doctor you're going to be in the same environment for the rest of your life and then it's just like you just wasted a whole well it's just also like how like i kind of have like a i don't know how i feel about our education education system i just feel like sometimes it's counterproductive Mm -hmm. as far as you know shaping people into really what they like really helping them find what it is that they want to do um I mean, I found that through hands-on work. That's how I figured out what I wanted to do, was when I started working in real agencies, when I started seeing real clients, real work, you know what I'm saying? That was what made me realize I was doing either doing the right thing or not doing the right thing. When I was in media buying and planning, I knew that wasn't the thing for me. I was counting down the minutes every day until I could get like clock out of that job. But there's some people that like that. They like to clock in, they like to clock out. I would rather work 24-7 doing something that I love than working 9 to 5 and having that relief of like, oh, I can go home and relax now. I was going to school for video production and uh, like I, I'm happy like the job that I got in journalism was like teaching me that and like video and like how to edit and everything like yeah. that. But like I got to a certain point where it's like I know what I'm doing and I can like teach myself whether it's That's- on YouTube and I'm just like wasting yeah. my money at this point in my time. I'd rather just like do this podcast myself and why do I need to be in school? That, that's basically I what I was it. like talking to you about. I was like, if you're going to school, I'm not saying I can't knack like everything about it, but if you're going to school for painting, dance, theater, uh, video, like you can learn all this on your own. Well, and isn't that the crazy thing of the internet now? Yeah, you yeah. could learn YouTube university before any, you any yeah, of YouTube the arts, university. You can, yeah. you can do this on your own and you can learn more. Yeah. Like outside of school. Yeah, it's just about like taking the time to teach yourself, yeah. you know, and that, but then again, I think that can go play right back into what kind of person are you? Yeah. Are you the kind, are you a self starter? Are you a self teacher? Are you a visual learner? Or do you like to like listen to somebody else and be shown what to do? You know, so like yeah. maybe it fits some people and not others. It's just like this Adobe Audition and like all the stuff we need for audio. I didn't know any of this in school. Like we picked yeah, it up in like we, a month. We yeah, had to learn it. Google <laughs> search it. Figure it, it out. You had to learn everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah, I mean, or I, can, like or I can sit in the classroom and they tell me for like, six, the, months. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> six months. Yeah. No, I won't say that like I didn't learn anything yeah, from yeah, exactly. from yeah. school. You know what I'm saying? Because like for, for example though, like 
I'm doing like mainly like photography and creative direction and that has nothing to do with what I learned in school. However, I will say that everything I learned about advertising from a branding perspective has become super important for me and in the work that I do for my clients. Like, and what are some you of know, the most important things you learned from that? Um, I mean, our J school had like a really, like, uh, really comprehensive um, learning system, I feel like, because I learned every aspect of journalism. I had to write, I had to interview, I had to, even though I never wanted to be a broadcaster, I had to do media buying and planning, I had to do Stratcom. So I, ha I got a really comprehensive education of like all these different parts. So now when it comes into like, like being hired as a photographer, I don't just do photography when I'm hired as a photographer. I will help you with the creative direction. I will help you with the styling. I will help with the vision. I'm doing that vision board with you. I'm, you know what I'm saying? It's you take on more roles than what you're hired as, you know? And I think that that's where like branding has become a huge like part in that. Like I link my, my sister's a graphic designer. I'm, I currently link my sister with almost every client of mine because every so someone hires me as a photographer they need the product shot mm -hmm. they probably also need graphic design or social posts or something so it's like how do i take advantage of the network that i have and putting people that i work with putting them on work and us all growing together i read a book on that it was, it was basically saying if you have people doing the same thing as you don't look at them as competition look at it as like a growth like you can you can use those other people to grow yourself and yeah. if you give them something, don't give them something for finances. Give them something for for growth for both of you. So you give them something, they give you something. Yeah, like growth. your sister, there's a graphic designer. If she just needs somebody with like that needs photography, she'll like put yeah. you. Yeah. No, and it's great. And that's and that's honestly the relationship that I have with so many people. That's the relationship I have with him. You know what I'm saying? Like he put me on Leah Kirsch, who is now one of my most consistent clients. And like I'm I, I know that she I'm definitely her go-to photographer you know and so like it's crazy how like one little connection like that hey I have a girl that could maybe throw some of her shoes on your artist has now become like a long-term client of mine you know and that's how the that's world great. works it's like but that's are you good at keeping relationships are you good at uh like do you that's why you have to care about the work that you're doing and giving people you know, unplug from social media, unplug from the rest of your life, focus in on the things that are most important and you'll be able to grow those relationships and grow and have growth within yourself. And See, I think that's probably the most rewarding part for me since four yeah. years ago. I've grown so much as a person, like same person, but I guess way some, more something's gotten you to, <laughs> to be a very mature, like intellectual person. Like yeah. you, you really have so many experiences to talk about. Uh, definitely compared I don't want to be like negative but like definitely compared to like many of the people around here like they don't have the same type of experiences and like I could just tell from just talking to her she's been through a lot of things from just since I've started following you from the beginning like it's yeah I mean and what do you think the honestly? biggest thing is that matured you like that in that way was it just like getting out like traveling stuff like that my dad for Your sure dad? Yeah, like, I, so, and I'll explain to you, like, how I told you I was pretty Italian, like, when I first came in is, like, my dad was the kind of person, when I got in trouble for something, like, sneaking out, like, my dad made me quit the high school cheer team and join the golf team. 
Like, it was never, like, a, like, small little, like, year grounded. It was a two-hour sit-down lecture about my life, my morals, my passions, the kind of person that I want to grow into. Like, it was always this really deep conversation. And, um, and also, like, harsh punishments. Like, you think I wanted to play golf? <laughs> you no, think that I not. wanted to go from <laughs> cheerleading to golfing? No. Like, and was, what's crazy about that is I actually ended up really liking golf, and I could have played in college. Yeah. And I had never, I'd never really golfed. That's what I was saying. I think that I was, Basketball, like, golf. an athlete or something yeah, in a past a, life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, but, like, I mean, that definitely with, like, becoming more cultured, you uh-huh. know, going to different cities, being, like, surrounded by diversity and different kinds of people, um, and, you know, and I've always been attracted to that. That's why I moved to L.A., it's a melting pot, you know? I, that's why I wanted to move to New York. That's why I still want to move to New York. I'm trying to, like, become bicoastal, you know what I'm saying? So, um, or to just be nowhere and everywhere. Maybe not even bicoastal, maybe just everywhere in the world, you know? And, uh, I mean, I lived in Italy for six months when I was in college. And I think after that trip, that was really when... I became so keen to seeing the world and really admiring other people's cultures and seeing how other people lived a completely different way of life than how I lived it in Missouri and definitely had to get out. <laughs> like, yeah. I see the people who are doing the best that are from here are the people who actually moved out. You know, you know and like, I, I could list names, but like this dude name was was a fashion designer. He started here in like high school. And he he kind of just like ventured out, and then ever since then he's just been growing his brand. Like literally, any rappers wearing his clothes, I could watch a YouTube video and see a rapper wearing his clothes. I'm just like, and I'm not this gonna lie, dude. Like like those connections. Where is he living? Um, I'm pretty sure he's based in Atlanta. He actually wants to come on this. Like he apologized for me last night. He was like, bro, I'm so sorry. I I've been so busy. Um, I'll try to make it to Kansas City. But yeah, like, he's see. Just like, that's cool so hard. it's crazy but you know and like again being in kind of those bigger cities i will say like my networking has completely changed because i'm no longer like relying on i mean i can't even explain i could be sitting and getting sushi and then the director of vogue is sitting next to me also getting sushi and i just happen to run into him yeah you know like there's things situations like that all the time in the in bigger cities mm-hmm. because that's where they're doing their business you know and so like that's why it's so much easier to go after bigger work in those cities you know like yeah. i i never thought i'd work for starter mm-hmm. that's interesting. i just happened I to, to be sitting with the creative director yeah like i just happened to sit down with the creative directors of starter in new york city with an artist that i like admire and work for and work with and like was able to do some social media videos for her. Mm-hmm. like it was cool you know um, and it was a fun thing, too, because we shot it all in a VHS. Leah and her crew came through. Like, everybody was there, this kind of, like, whole yeah. girl gang. And now we all, con- like, have continually worked on projects together. Now every single one of those artists has become models for Leah. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. like the, it wasn't didn't stop it. Just, like, one campaign idea, like, became, like, a multiple campaign thing. And so... Um, I don't know, man. Like, once you guys get out of school and you finish yeah. your thing, like, your well, whole life will change. He left, but I don't know if he's coming back. No. Yeah, you and know. Basically I don't see a reason to. <laughs> it's just 
listen like if you take advantage of your time then and you really go after what you want to do you just have to you have to have that push like it has to come from within you because if you if you quit school and you don't have the push then you will fail and then and then now you lost out on like a lot of job opportunities that a college degree does give you you know and that's kind of like a sad thing now is there are so many jobs that do require a college degree so it's like if you are going to do it and you're going to do the you're going to be a a self-starter you have to push yourself you know and it's not easy i would be lying if i said that my time in la has been like all peaches and cherries like Mm -hmm. it hasn't been i had like a really rough last six months honestly and like some situations um like no no i i don't mind i'm an open book like i mean i just had situations with people that i thought i trusted Mm -hmm. that um did screw me over financially you know and like bad bad business decisions like i'm trying to do the entrepreneurial thing i made bad investments i gave people money that i shouldn't have Mm -hmm. i you know and that's all like all things that i'm now learning i'm learning how to be 25 and to be a woman and to be an entrepreneur and so there's a lot of moving parts in my life right now and uh, i'm so excited about like work opportunities that sometimes i forget to do my personal like my little background check Mm -hmm. (laughs) before you know what i mean because i'm i'm such a genuine person and i'm an open book myself so the the energy that you receive from me when you first meet me is the energy that stays it doesn't switch up it doesn't change it wasn't a lie so i i have an issue of assuming that other people are the same yeah you know and in la like that's why i'm saying that la can be like i like to get a break from la sometimes and to come back to kansas city and decompress or to go to another city and decompress because the way that people move out there everybody's trying to have a come up everybody's trying to start their life everybody i was literally thinking that while you were talking yeah dude everybody's on that they're like and that competitive that competitiveness is good but it can also go south when people treat people wrong or they take advantage of people to get to someone else or to get something else or to get what they need you know so it's it's a dangerous game out there and i don't really like like having to decide if i think your energy is right or not you know like i'm just trying to spread love good energy be who i am and uh yeah i mean whatever i'm learning lessons and living life growing up entrepreneurship is something that needs to be like taught way more in like the education system yeah because if you're just if you're just focused on college like college 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 and then there's just like a little glimpse of entrepreneurship that's just like passed on if I just I just it's, think that there should be some motivational speakers that come uh, through, yeah, cool you know, too, at yeah. like some point in your like because that's kind of one thing that I got lucky that I had with my dad. My dad is an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Those were the conversations I was having. But the you know I'm gonna interrupt real quick. My dad's an entrepreneur too. Mm-hmm. But he's a first generation college student. So okay. he was like, I need my son to go to college. You know Seriously. like he, he he wanted me to go to college. And he didn't teach me anything about entrepreneurship. So it's 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 like a I think it's different with like first year. I don't know if your dad went to college. I'll I'll tell you my guys like my dad's story if you guys want to hear it. Yeah, I've told I've told a lot of my friends the story and like honestly it should be like really motivating. Mm -hmm. So my dad my nana got pregnant with my dad when she was fifteen. So it was kids raising kids. All right, like she was super young. So was my papa. So they had no money. My dad got a scholarship for baseball to play at Fresno State, 
realized by like his junior year that he wasn't going to go pro school wasn't for him dropped out of school started sweeping the floors of a kfc mind you like very humbling moment to trade in your baseball uniform for a kentucky fried chicken uniform and started sweeping the floors but my dad's motto has always been that if you're going to do anything like if he's Mm going to be sweeping the floors he's going to sweep the floors better than anyone's ever fucking swept the floors you know Mm -hmm. and so he did that like he went from sweeping the floors to the kitchen line cook to storefront manager district manager regional manager worked his way up through that company left the company took five bankrupt kfcs that's why i i grew up in a shit small town he bought five kfcs out there that were bankrupt and turned into a portfolio of over 100 restaurants and then sold that and started his own restaurant in Kansas City, Red Door Woodfire Grill, shout out. But, but you know, so my dad really was a self-starter. My dad, neither of my parents have an education, a college your dad, degree. Your dad has almost the exact same story as my dad. Really? Because he, but he, my dad's on the part where he's starting the restaurants. Cool. Like, in the sense, like, he was working at Red Lobster. Okay. And then became manager. Cool. And it was just like, fuck this, I'm going to get my own business. So he started a photography business. And then grew that, bought out an event space where he also does photography in. And then now he's turning that event space into like the like the district office for the restaurants that he's about to start up. It's that's weird. That's it's cool. Like, it's like a mirror. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> that's crazy. But you know, yeah. like and, and I think that that goes to say though, like how hard you push yourself can really determine where your life takes you. Mm-hmm. If you think that my dad thought that sweeping the floors of a KFC was going to lead him to where he's at now, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, but it's just about like working hard at what you do and caring the most about what you do. Like that restaurants before my dad knew it became his passion. And that wasn't his passion before. Baseball was. You know, yeah. like he thought he was going to be an athlete. Shit changes. That's why I asked you what, what you thought you were going to be when you were a kid, because I know. Yeah, fashion designer. I still want to be in fashion. Yeah. I like I am in fashion technically uh-huh. as like like helping people with their creative direction and, you know, whatnot. But uh, like I would like to there would probably be a brand one day yeah. once I. But that's something I want to do once I'm like really comfortable money wise. And it's like more because I just want to express the things that I would want to see myself wearing and other people like strutting the same shit Mm -hmm. then i'll do it when i have the time to but right now it's just i was like helping a brand for a while Mm -hmm. like got involved with the brand and this is where i was saying it's it's a poor investment if you aren't working with the right people and if you aren't if you don't have the same vision or you didn't do your your background on what 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 you need to do to get it to where it needs to be and clothing lines are a tough stuff you know, like it's yeah. it's a huge financial commitment, mm-hmm. really. Um, Besides, like the little clothing lines that come out every once in a while, and then they, I actually, we actually, um, wait, were you a part of that? Yes. We did like some little little thing in high school just to like touch into it, and then like we canceled it. But clothing lines, that that taught me a lot. Like clothing lines aren't just a little a little no. thing that you could just like. Throwing a little money and then just, yeah just no 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 I'll like, oh, hear fifty dollars for my t-shirt like 50. what's gonna make people buy that yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, you you gotta it's it's the brand you the gotta, marketing that's of it man talking, like, like you put so much money yeah. into marketing like really like like and that was why I thought I could do it because I was doing it with another content creator he was a videographer yeah. I was a photographer I was like mm-hmm. all the content can be kept in house we don't have to pay anybody to do any content 
which is a huge like cut in your costs. But there's also so much money that goes into manufacturing, sampling. Mm -hmm. Like if you really want to take it to the next level, how much money goes into sending out influencer packages, like getting in touch. Like I would anybody that I knew, mm -hmm. like like which like through my like like that bartending gig, I knew a lot of like actresses and models. I worked with them. So like I would be taking advantage of all of those, but you're spending how much money to gear them up? What do you mean influencer packages? What's like, that? Yeah, like, like if you wanted to like gear up influencers that you know, like I like met a lot of models and actresses like through my work. So like if I wanted to gear them up with like a hoodie and a, a beanie and you know, whatever, you're still paying for that. Yeah. You're still paying costs. You're still, you know what I mean? So how many people do you do that for? And you still don't know how they're going to post for you. Yeah. There's no promise in that you're going to get the maximum, like, the maximum value out of you. That's why you have to really choose the or right people. they might people. not even, like, wear any. They might not even promoted. post it. Yeah. Like, like, you so never you know. Just, like, somebody new Post Malone's da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And then you th you're hoping that it, the gear is going to get to him and it doesn't ever get to him. Mm -hmm. You know? So yeah. it's like... I don't know. I, I definitely want to do it one day, but it's, I'm you, not where I'm at yet. start a brand? Yeah, so I, that's that, that that's what I was saying was one of the bad investments, man. I just oh, I didn't have the, I just I mean I whatever. My partner like stole the money that I invested in it, so it was just not. I didn't do it with the right person, uh -huh. and like I plan to do it again for sure. But you have to do your background on you know making sure you have the right team behind you, making sure that you're, um, you know that you're in a place to where you can put enough money in to get it to be successful can't be like if you're going to fund it yourself you really have to have the money in place to fund it yourself or know the right people to invest from the go yeah so i think that I was, was kind of looking into it like yeah into the brand before you got here just to see like what i could talk about yeah and no. i saw in like the comments someone was like wow this is like great brand marketing uh I don't remember who said that, but I know who. That's the and you know what's said. funny I is I felt like the marketing for it wasn't even where I wanted it to be. Really? <laughs> like yeah, like I, I don't know. There was just like there was just like different pictures of. I saw people from Kansas City, but there's also people from maybe L.A. Probably. Yeah. Most Kansas City and L.A. Yeah, it was pretty much like anybody that it, yeah. I knew. I feel like, like. <laughs> some of them would be around like top influencers and stuff and like someone would be wearing the, the merch mm -hmm. like, it, was, yeah. it was pretty cool no and i don't get me wrong i enjoyed that part of it like mm -hmm. i really did enjoy like leading the content and shooting it and reaching out to people that i knew and seeing if they fucked with my work mm -hmm. like that was a pretty cool moment that when people were like hell yeah i'd rock this hell yeah i'd rock the beanie blah 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 blah, blah. i just didn't have the right partner and so i'll do it again when i find the right person but um it just like wasn't the right the right team to do it you know what i'm saying so i was sad because it was something i wanted to see through but yeah. move on with your life you know and that's kind of you know where i don't know what's going to happen in the next uh in the next like few months if i find someone to take my lease and head out to southeast asia i have every intention of hitting up every model that i possibly can find in those cities and mm -hmm. shooting and creating another network doing the same thing that I did in LA overseas you know what I mean mm -hmm. like I I did that when I lived in Italy you know like you, you make your friend group you meet people you start I know a couple of bars in Italy if I wanted to go out there I could shoot for those bars like hands down you know so it's like that's something that I recommend to you guys is the older you get 
when you start to create your network and you start to, um, you know, associate with people, keep up with those relationships so that because you never know when you'll be working together in the future. You know what I mean? You never know how far they'll get too. That's where I think some of the best business leaders end up, you know, being so successful is because they really like kept that support moving. You know, even if you guys are going different directions, still keeping those relationships, not burning bridges. Like, I don't burn bridges with anybody. It doesn't mean I'm a pushover, but I don't burn, like, I have no reason to ever have drama with people or to burn bridges or to lose those relationships, you know? Yeah. One of my biggest regrets in life was quitting acting because I was in fourth grade, I, I was acting, and I was really good because um, what made me start was a, a play asked me to be the lead because their lead left because he was doing some work or something. Mm-hmm. And the lead that left turned out to be the kid from Daddy Daycare. So I took his position in the play, I acted in the play, and I had all these scouts from like Disney Channel trying to like have me on, and then I moved out here. Yeah, I didn't have a choice, but like everything just quit. I could have kept act. Well, I didn't really have a choice, but you still could keep acting, no, man. That's not like my passion. Yeah, like it's just like it's just weird how anything could change, anything can switch up, and it's crazy. Like, Your life will go where it, where it's meant to. Yeah. you know, like I would never have told you that my life would be how it is now, or that I would have gone to the places that I've gone to now. Or I would have never dreamed of that four years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just life is so crazy. It really is. But yeah. if you just push, it, it gets crazy when you go outside of your comfort zone. If you just yeah, stay complacent, I I if you stay complacent, it will be a routine. You'll see the same people. You'll do the same thing. The minute that you push yourself outside of your comfort zone, you go somewhere you don't really know people. You you go to something that you wouldn't normally go to. You go to an exhibition you've never seen. You do something by yourself that's when you push yourself to have new experiences you know I agree when we started this like I or no before we started this like I was huge on just painting like painting in general and then once college started I kind of just like cut everything everything creative I was doing in life it was cut so then I was on this structured kind of path and then now I'm kind of like slipping out of that structured path and it was I'm not gonna lie it was like really uncomfortable at first to just I would tell you guys I'd be like I don't know like sometimes I'm just sitting down thinking like why am I doing all the bad things I think like why am I doing this like what is this what what am I seeing for this but then like I continue and I'm like oh like we keep having these achievements like slowly progressing and I'm like okay I see why I'm doing this but there's always those negative like outlooks I get I'm not trying to be like I don't, no I get it I get it too not, Dude, I, I don't know if you're understanding what I'm saying no I like am the structure this is why I'm kind of like so negative on college because like the structure that college gives you is just like this is the next step this is the next yeah. step this is the next step but you're really not getting anywhere to be honest like you can let's say like the highest point you can get from a college education like with an actual like workforce job like you can get like $400,000 a year. But like, if you're an entrepreneur, you could get a million a year. You could get two million a year. You could expand. And it's just like crazy that your brain's so hardwired and set to a certain a certain point. Like It's crazy to me that to I know like, 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 that's what we're trained 
But one thing, one thing I'll say, like, because I, I agree with what you're saying, and I've said this to my dad before, and my dad was like, his point being was, if you never, if you never work in like some kind of structure at all, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things you learn and how to do business with people and how to like be a business person that you gain from those experiences. So you know, like. I mean, and that's not to say that like, you have to go to college to do it, but like I do think having a real hands-on job working under somebody is for sure a need for anyone. Okay. Like you can't just yeah. start off being okay. an entrepreneur yeah, I, I out of you know and and never have worked for somebody, yeah. you know, because then you wouldn't know how to have people work for yeah. you. You yeah. wouldn't know how to be a leader, mm-hmm. you know. So I will say that at least, like, you know, you do have to gain like those skills, and I feel like. Maybe I don't know if I got it's, it from college or the internships character, that college pushed me to get. Character building is, it, is that what you're talking about? Kind of yeah, like yeah, thinking. definitely. Like character like building, having that morale. The scenes kind of aspects. Of yeah, and just learning how to career. do business with people yeah. and to do good business and to be a good worker and a hard worker, you know, yeah. and then being able to be a leader in that. I feel you. Yeah. What are you aspiring for? Yeah. Well, let's say, what's your next goal? Do you have any goals? I'm going to shoot for Short Vogue. Term. Next Vogue. goal, I will shoot for Vogue. I'll put that onto the universe and manifest that. It's going to happen. Is it next fall? <laughs> um, next I don't year. know when it'll be, man. Like, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'll be disappointed if I say when. <laughs> um, it'll be this exact day. But, you know, but I'll be even more excited if it's sooner than I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I really love shooting fashion. Like, I've been really, really getting into that. Um, but I also want to start, I mean, like in the next year, I really want to start having some more conceptual work that I'm putting out that's more like personal projects. Mm-hmm. I feel like right now I'm like really just trying to keep up. Like I've been, I'm basically taking any project that I get to stay like financially afloat, that it's not always the work that I necessarily want to be doing or like being able to pull all the creative ideas I have and applying them to my clients. So uh, next year I want to be choosing every project i want to be that busy that i can pick it up sorry can't get you in this month that's kind of like that's that's us like we're like we're searching for people to have on the podcast but at one point we want to have people like like wanting to be in the podcast it's it's a learning experience you got to learn like who would be good for it like yeah who would be good for a conversation I and mean, I'm, like, we don't want to have somebody on there here. There needs to be like, substance. Like, they're like different on social media, but then when they get see, they get to sit down and talk, like they're really shy or something. Because that's not the kind of person we want to have on the podcast. Well, we I think to, that you guys, you guys set a good, you, you guys set a good vibe by just being you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And creating like a comfortable environment. Like, this is a comfy environment. I feel like I can. We try to do it at like a I'm, table. I'm chilling. Yeah, no, the table's like yeah. too like confined. You know, like. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm just hanging out and talking to you. And I think that if you create, you could, you guys keep doing what you're doing. You're good at asking questions and leading into, like, the next area of conversation. But, I mean, I think it's cool that you guys are going after creatives. I would listen to that. Yeah. I would like to listen about how XYZ got to doing what they're doing and how that led to, you know, whatever. That's inspiring. That's probably more of what we're talking about you needing to hear in college or in yeah. s- when you're younger. And, like, you know, figuring out what do I want to do with my life? 
is by yeah. hearing other people's stories. To know that other people think the same thing. Yeah, other it's relatable. People, yeah, it's relatable. You know, yeah. because how many of us, like, I wouldn't be lying if I said that I don't ever have, I constantly have doubts, like, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. Like, is this what I'm supposed See, to be doing? Was, that's what I was Like, saying, is this, yeah. like, what if I'm messing up right yeah. now by trying to do this and not going to get a nine to five? Yeah. I think about that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what if this doesn't work? Mm-hmm. And then I haven't had a nine to five job now for three years. Mm-hmm. However, I have a lot of work to show. So yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, it, I, I feel like that would read, but... I don't know. I mean, it's normal to doubt yourself. It's normal to like, you know, have those moments. But I think that's why if you surround yourself with the right people that those come less because I'm just constantly motivated versus like sitting there wondering if I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I love the relationships that I have now with like certain videographers and photographers and models and other directors and mm-hmm. fashion designers and you know what I mean because it's kind of like I just feel like I've achieved to like bleed into all of those areas without really being confined to one wow That's okay. yeah. <laughs> you got an intellectual on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> sorry this isn't even a creative this is just an intellectual yeah all I'm around. over here motivational speaking <laughs> yeah this is motivational speaking there's like goosebumps on my arm yeah <laughs> but you know like how old are you guys 21 21 yeah so you have like when i was your age i dead ass i had no idea what the what i was gonna do i was fully committed to a relationship like i was bartending taking 16 hours of class doing what i was supposed to do like having a serious boyfriend and all of that like has been completely unrooted now we're about to make this thing like, drop out or something. Now I'm all like, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's never my intention because listen, I, I needed those four years in college to really like grow into, grow into who I, who yeah, I am. Sure. However, I can't say that being in the real world also wouldn't have done that. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. Like, um, that's a, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. <laughs> That's an but it's, it's, no, it's not. It's not even like an off-camera conversation because I've already talked about like, I've already thought of like stop dropping out of college. I'm almost. I'm right there though. Mm-hmm. So what are like, what are you what are you going to school for? What's um, the to be a psychiatric nurse practitioner? Okay. So nurse practitioner. Do you do you think that being a nurse would be what you want to do for the rest of your life? There's potential. Okay. So. What I think about every time I think about my future is using whatever job I have to like start a business. Okay. So it's just like using the finances I get from my job to venture out. Because I read this book on um, the stock market because I was really interested in that for a little bit, and then it was it was saying the dude was a a doctor. Mm-hmm. I forgot the book's right there, but the, he was a doctor, and he said he would be a doctor for a year and then just put it on the stock market if he loses it he would just go back he would just go back and do it again and then like now he's just chilling wherever he wants to go just goes wherever he wants and just the stocks for an hour a day and it's just like stocks aren't necessarily what i would want to do for the rest of my life and it's not at all like an interest it was just interesting like the story he had behind it so it's just like i'd use the money from the job that I probably won't like. I'm, I like it a little bit. It's just like, I like talking to people. So it's just, I'd use that money and put it towards some business. Well, so 
let me tell you one thing that you could do with nurse practitioning is <clears throat> like I have friends who are nurses and they do travel nursing yeah. and it allows them to go all over the place doing nursing and they make more money than if you were stationed somewhere. They get paid like I know my best friend that was living in LA was getting a $3,000 a month stipend mm-hmm. like for her her room which she easily found right underneath that was able to pock like pocket 700 800 a month and then she also like would bounce city to city and like she'd go to san diego and practice there for six months and then she would go to san francisco and then she'd go to hawaii and then she would go to new york like mm-hmm. you know so there's really like if that was me i would totally take advantage of that you can like a nice I'm little like, like, like what 75k a year and yeah. you get to travel to all these different cities but you also have to be the kind of person that doesn't mind upping and leaving and yeah. meet new people and and I promise that it's actually like not as hard as it seems it is. Yeah. Learn a lot I, about yourself when you're I've alone. Been, I've been moving around my whole life besides these recent years, like because yeah. I was born I was born out here, but then I lived in um, Virginia, Gainesville, Virginia. Then I moved to S- Southern California, huh. and then I just started traveling. Now, like in the past like year, and it's just super addicting because I can't imagine where I was. Like I was in Lee Summit for the longest time. And then I would like now, see Kansas City, and I'd be like, yeah. oh, I don't really, really know if I want to go out there. Then I moved here, and it's like so many more opportunities. That's the thing about like growing up in like a, a town. I don't know. I, did you grow up in the same town? No, you said you went to Colorado. Yeah, so like I kind of moved around like California, Colorado, I feel like and having Kansas that experience City. like as a in, at a young age is powerful because you like when when you grow, you're not scared to move. Like because yeah. when you told me about the first time you went to LA, I was like. No, that was huge for me. No, <laughs> I was like freaking like out Lee about Summit, it. And then I was like, I can't LA. be here for the rest that. of my life. I when I came that. back, I was like, I'm not I'm staying glad you here. Got to see that. <laughs> and yeah. then I went like right after that. I went to Chicago. I went to San Diego. I went. Where else did I go? I don't know. I just like I went to like three places in like three months. But it's just been super addicting ever since I got back from LA, yeah. Arizona you know, two times. I feel it. You know, it's hard for me right now too. I'm kind of at like a a conflict. Um, because like my dad like really really wants me to come back to Kansas City like really, really wants me to be a part of his family business because I worked with him for a year before I went to LA mm-hmm. and I was managing the marketing branding for my family's restaurants and I like I like coming to Kansas City to see my family I'm a huge family person like su- super important to me but um, I'm like also like he's like are you ready to leave LA yet? Come back and do the family business. So kind of back on what we talked about, how like you know your parents have an idea of how you want they want you to live your lives and blah 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 blah. Well, now like the last time my dad came to LA, he was able to kind of see me and what I'm doing and how my life is out there, mm-hmm. and he's not as pressed about it. You know, he kind of like so I feel like that could stand for if you're good at what you do and you end up showing how far you can push it, then like not only do you not you don't lose your parents' support. You can still have their support, and but you just have to succeed at what, what you're going after if it's not what what they thought you would do, you know, or what they wanted you to do. Yeah. yeah. You just got to be, just push as hard as you can. I congratulate both of you guys so much. Ah, the, no, dude, there's no congratulations necessary. No, it's, it's a congratulations because you're really going above and beyond what other people are thinking about doing and just because I never thought about going out of the country and being able to have a company who kind of has some sort of stipend and like 
you're just expanding yourself. Like that's, just, that's amazing I mean, to me. I'm, I'm a listener, so like I'm yeah. listening to all y'all, and like I'm also an impasse by field, and like I looked at him as soon as, as soon as you said, you know, when she asked you, is the job going to be the life? And you hella justified it. You were like, ah, and I looked at him and I was like, he's lying. Like, he, you don't want to do that shit. And I, yeah. that's fine, bro. And the thing is, is that, like, whatever that outside pressure is, yeah, don't worry about it. Because at the end of the day, you know how many times, I got four parents, bro, and all four of them uh-huh. didn't rock a made shirt until three years into it. Wow. That's amazing. So, like, that's you got to understand that at the end of the day, bro, whatever you're trying to do, it doesn't matter if your grandma is telling you that what you're doing is stupid. Yeah. Like, if you love the shit, that's all that matters. Like, and it gives me chills just talking about it because, like, I mean, her and I have had multiple conversations. Like, when I moved to Denver and she moved to L.A., like, we had s- multiple sit-down talks about, like, yo, like, what do we really want to do with our lives? You know? And, like, mm-hmm. we had a conversation yesterday. I was like, yo, like, don't get me wrong. Like, we all can make leaps. But for me, like, I genuinely want to just shoot for the stars because if – even if you come a little short, and you know what I'm saying, even if we only make it through Southeast Asia, you know how many plugs we're gonna have in Southeast Asia? Right. Like how many times we could just go out and shoot out there, like, and everybody I talk to, they have some other thing they say, like, yo, shoot a, a wedding out there and charge them 10 racks for a destination wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's so many options, but like, don't ever limit yourself, bro. Like, because I see so much going on in your mind, even in just this conversation. Yeah. Chase that shit. Like, don't, and I feel like, I may be stepping out of my God, but like, bro, for you, the biggest thing I see for you is the only person that will ever hold you back is you. It's a fact. And like, I see you, I see you think about that sometimes, like even in this conversation. Yeah. Like, don't ever limit yourself. Because like, that's the only person that will ever stop you or you or you. True. Like, and it took me a long time to realize that. And y'all are younger, bro. Y'all are all, what, 22, you said? Yep. Bro, 21. Like. There's no it's, right time. Yeah. Ever. I, I completely understand. Like, it's just, it, I'm at a conflicting age. Like, this age is kind of the time where you, you're you really figuring yourself out. Well, that's what that's what makes it conflicting, because you don't know if you're really supposed to figure yourself out. You, right let now. me tell you this, because I really related to you when you said this. You're, you said you're about to be done with school almost, right? Yeah. You're, like, right around the corner. And yeah, it's just like, right there. But... In your mind, you're like, I'm not excited. Yeah. <laughs> so, I really, I really, so I went to, I played ball uh, at Washburn. I broke my leg. And, like, I really, like, was not happy. And I was right around the corner from graduating with mm-hmm. psychology, all this shit. Really? Yeah. Psychology? Yeah. That's what and I'm doing, too. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, I remember I called Damn my mom. Nursing, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm coming home. She's like, what? I said, like, I'm not happy. Like, I, forf- I told my coach I forfeited my scholarship because that's not the route I want to take anymore. I was like, I want to be creative. I want to do this shit. And that's when I dove into May. Like, that was, you know, six years ago. And did you meet them? Where'd you meet them? Like, the whole team? In um, different places? I was emceeing a show in Lawrence. And that was the first time they ever stepped out. Like, I, I joined May when, like, it was our first season, second season. So, like, when we were selling shit on tables. Like, and, wow. you know, it's just... I've watched her grow since I met her, since she got back from Missouri. Like, mm-hmm. we were both in that kind of like weird place to being where we are now, like which is way more comfortable with ourselves and what we want to do, and not being afraid to be like, "Yo, I'm gonna build my dream and not somebody else's." Because like when you were saying, "Well, I could work this job to funnel to fund this," 
or you could work what you really want yeah, to do the whole time the whole time and yeah the money's not gonna be there right now like and you i think I, he understands it without even knowing you bro like i understand that that you understand a little bit more things because you've taken the time for yourself more than most people have yeah and and that's very important like a lot of people i mean even if it's 10 minutes a day like do the shit because like you either have to do it now or in 55 years when you're fucking hella full of regret and you're like, I should have done this when I was young. One thing I am going to say, though, is like, I finished college and I'm still doing what I want to do. Yeah, facts. So I'm just going to say, like, like you're still young as as hell. Like, 21, yeah. you're gonna, you finished school by what, 22, yeah, I mean, 23? No. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> like but you know what I mean? Like, you, you'll, you have more than enough time to still, you know, if it's a creative outlet that you end up choosing or yeah. if it's, if you do the nurse practitioner thing, I, I wish I was a nurse practitioner because then I would be working two, three days a week, right. travel nursing, making right. a fat paycheck doing that. And then on the weekends, I'd be shooting. Which I, which <laughs> like, I, have, I do have a homie that did exactly what, she, what she's talking yeah. about. So one of my good friends, Eric, as a, I grew up with him and then he was a nurse practitioner and started traveling everywhere, bro. And then he was a model rest of the week yeah so, so on the side get paid like five racks from bud light to be in a bud light commercial yeah and just kick it and travel so like just trust your gut yeah. like you know what you want to do here yeah it doesn't matter what anyone else says like even if he's like that's fucking dumb bro like, <laughs> that's your homie just telling him what he feels and that's that's good you need yeah. homies like that around you because i had a homie that when i went to when i moved to australia he looked me straight in my eyes like you're stupid and then called me when i was in australia and was like all right, bro. That shit was lit. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, it's all about, like, what you want to do. Like, just literally one day just sit down and write down what you want to do. Take away money. Take away what your friends, your family. Yeah, like, de-engage from everybody. Because like, you yeah. have to, like, be alone with your thoughts. I cannot tell you what told me to move to L.A. It was so random. Like, it yeah. really was so random. I always thought I was going to live in New York. And by the time that I had finished school, I actually knew, like more people in New York from school and I I don't know why but I was just like I want to move somewhere I don't know anybody well she like I want to go I remember the conversation by myself. like you were, you were just like I was like do you want to live by the beach or do you want to be cool as fuck <laughs> I was like well haven't lived by the beach so it sounds nice <laughs> I was like we've been cold <laughs> oh, but yeah so I mean but listen I made, I made that decision at 23 mm-hmm. you know I finished school I did the school thing, you know, and yeah. I still feel like there's a lot of things I learned in school that I take with me now. But I'm telling you, you can really do some shit with the this being the. This about me. Yeah. <laughs> you can really do some shit it's with just, being the nurse practitioner and then yeah. doing your creative shit on the side because yeah. you're you're a multi-talented person in that. If you that means you use both sides of the brain. You could be yeah. a nurse practitioner and you like are creative. You paint. You 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 know what I mean. I was thinking it kind of worked hand in hand too because. If I was being a, it would be a psychiatric nurse practitioner, so I'd work with psychiatric patients, but I'm also, I'm always talking to somebody. But then if I'm also doing like a podcast on the side, we're not even trying to just make this a podcast. We're trying to, we don't even call our page Cooped Up Podcast because we don't want it to be seen as only a podcast. So we don't want to be limited you to could, anything. You could, yeah, that's going to limit a whole brand. Everyone's going to be like, oh, that was a podcast. No, yeah. we, like we're... We're starting with a podcast, but we could expand ourselves wherever we want now. Like, y'all gotta really think about, like, people say five, ten-year plans. Like, yo, y'all got 
Imagine if y'all did this for the next 10 years. Yeah. Like, you could be 32, bro, like, really kicking it. True. And a lot of people... I think about that a lot. A lot of people... Yo, I, I'm, the I'm people. 28, and, yeah. and, like, I've done a lot of my life, but a lot of my friends, not a lot of them, all of my friends that are my age are married, have a kid, have a house, and are like, Meh. Like, yeah. shit, like, yeah. this happened quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, I've always been the person that's done my own thing, and, like, I've got a lot of, like, you know, cold shoulders for doing that shit. But mm-hmm. at the same time, now it comes back around, and people are like, I wish I would have done what I love, you know? So, stick to what you, like, like she said, like, that shit could be, I mean, bro, you could do six months in each places. Next thing you know, you've done podcasts and all over events America. all over America. Yeah. Yeah. And then you take the money that you have from that and then dip to, you know what I'm saying, wherever the fuck you want. Yeah. And, you know, just don't always zoom out, bro. Like, everybody yeah. has a dream. Zoom out of that motherfucker and make it that much bigger. Because if you hit half, halfway, which you will, mm-hmm. and then once you hit halfway, you're like, Yo, shit, you yeah. halfway there, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> I feel that so much. I think we got to end it here. I gotta go to work. Oh. <laughs> I worked yeah, it. I worked it too. I already told him I was gonna be late. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Like I said, you guys, you guys are both very inspirational people. I'm about four years from you guys, but it's just like I'm glad we got to talk about the motivation. It was very motivating. Yeah, it was definitely a motivating you, podcast. Me, like, my eyes were just like. Like, I don't know. Y'all it's all the motivation. It was about you. <laughs> I was just like, I'll, I'll tell you guys. I, I felt it somewhere different. I know a lot of people will. Like, no, this was probably cool. one of our most like in depth podcasts we've had. Yeah, in depth personal podcasts we've had so far. Like, we've had some. Like, we have some in the vault that are like big people, but like, this is a in depth like personal conversation. Well, happy to be a part of it. And you guys yeah. always have a place in LA if you yeah. want to see what <laughs> California is about. Yeah, we got appreciate it. you guys. And, you know, yeah. in Southeast Asia. and in Southeast Asia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you guys want to make the move.